Welcome to the Found Podcast, a sort of after show for City Reach Oakton's 5pm service, a place to gather as a church to worship God and hear relevant Bible teaching aimed at youth and young adults. We're here to reflect on the sermons and share what we got out of it to help all of us live a life for God's glory. Today, we'll be finishing our series on sexuality by exploring why God cares about who we're becoming. Hello everyone, welcome to the Found Podcast, episode 10, uh, the place where we as young adults explore the Found series at City Reach Oakton. I'm your co-host, McKenna Paul. And I'm your other co-host, Deacon Percy. And we're very happy for you to once again be sitting down for another episode, unless this is your first time. Or you're standing up and not sitting down. Oh yeah, that too. I don't know. Or if you're lying down. What do you think people do while they're listening to this? Handstands? What? Backflips? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting question, what people are doing. Front flips, maybe. I don't think they're doing any of that. I'll just say, I'll just give that. uh, Floating in midair, perhaps. All right, Diggins, how are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, uni's still happening, and it Mm -hmm. will still happen for like another two weeks or so. Even then, we've still got assignments to finish afterwards, so that's all right. Yeah, but it's only like a week. Like, it's like the following week that we'll do, right? At least for me. I think so, yeah. Early November. Yeah, I I finish uni based on November 7th. I think that's when my final assignment's due. So really, what, what... I, I, I'm pretty close. Yeah. But We're basically at the end. But how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a lot, I don't know, a lot happening in my life in a way. But also a lot isn't happening. You know, it's kind of like, if that makes any sense. I think I go with you, man. Yeah. But it's it's been good, you know? And I'm really excited to just sort of get uni done. And then maybe we can, um, I don't know. Beach trip. Beach trip. We can beach trip. Do I still need to plan it. But we could also do some extra planning the found podcast because i've been looking at the um sort of the the rest of the year and there's probably a couple of weeks where we were not going to have some sermons so we can probably do some more fun oriented well maybe fun I mean, oriented. Uh, this is always fun so i mean interviews and other stuff i don't know yeah but we can plan that after uni maybe but yeah so dick are you ready to do any housekeeping yeah all right uh so yeah um as said already today is the final series or final episode in the series of relationships and sexuality and next week we are starting uh let's faith it which is a series basically looking at matthew chapter eight as that's that's all i know yeah that's it that's all i know we don't have that much special insight we're we're as blind as everyone else pretty much well i I mean we got a we got a little bit of a heads up yeah sure but anyways it's an exciting series looking at matthew eight matthew of course really cool uh you know book of the bible you know it's a gospel got g starring jesus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty and, and co-starring the disciples yeah i guess i don't know it was like and was, other oh, people i guess we, the we, romans we, maybe were we thinking that you were thinking the disciples cool yeah anyways and it yeah anyways deacon uh shout out to my mom whose birthday was on monday happy birthday mom i don't think i've actually i still haven't given my parents a link to this so they do actually haven't heard do any they the want to listen yet. to it uh, my dad thought it would be cool, so I've kind of oh, failed him. Um, yeah, you could you <laughs> not the could. first time, but anyway. Uh, wow, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, happy birthday, mom! And there'll be another birthday shout out next week. I'm sure some people know who it is, but for everyone else, you get to revel in the mystery. Yeah, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh, and also, I just thought a quick PSA. I was looking at the calendar, and I realized we have about 11 weeks left of the year. So Flew it, by, didn't it? Yeah, so there's anything else you need to figure out in your life before the end of 2021, highly recommend you start planning it because you only have like... Just a, in case like the, the world ends 10 weeks at, the, at the new year. I mean, I mean, I guess it could be a time when Jesus returns, you know? 
Yeah, well, that could happen at any time. So exactly. But here's the thing: I feel like whenever did we talk about this on the show? Where like if you just say that it's gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we did. Was that here or was that like outside the podcast? I don't remember. Let's anymore. ask the audience. Audience, uh, did we once ever... again asking for uh, interaction. Tell us if we've talked about it or not, and if yeah. <laughs> but anyways, oh, Deacon, um, Ollie's pop culture counter. He did the sermon this week. Did we get any pop culture references? Um, I don't think I counted any specifically, but he did refer to God as the master builder, and it's probably unlikely, but that made me think of the Lego movie. Yeah, so I, I don't know what else you could think of, but maybe we. I mean, like, has he seen the Lego movie? Yeah, that's know. the thing. I don't that's know if he, I, I don't, don't know, know if he's a Lego movie fan. Like, obviously, we are. Yeah, we're big friends. Fans. Fans. <laughs> we're big friends too, but also big fans of Lego movie. Much better than Big Hero Six. Anyways, <laughs> came out like seven years ago now, almost this is almost true. eight years ago actually. Yeah. Anyways, Deacon, let's get into the sermon, which is about which is practical, which was um hosted. No, not hosted. Hosted. Uh, we're the hosts. It was the sermon by Pastor Oli Van Roof, and he he did it. Looked at. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verse 1 to 8. That is true, yeah. But yeah, it's, that's a really cool uh, passage. If you want to read it, then um, just find the Bible. It's online, and you probably you might have one at home. Who knows? But yeah, it's a really cool passage. Um, yeah, and he basically... I don't know. It was like a bit of a conclusion slash summary on the entire series of Does God Care Who I Sleep With? Uh yeah, but Deacon. The answer is still yes, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is still yes. It hasn't changed. Yeah, Deacon, let's let's begin kick off. So yeah, Deacon, what did you think of the sermon? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was good to see Ollie up on stage speaking again, which is normal. So don't know why I'm acting like it's some sort of revelation. I mean, yeah, it's still, wasn't it's still pun, nice by to the see way. him. Um, it's still nice for him to you know do yeah. it. Anyway, I thought um the way he spoke a lot about um self control and sacrifice. Uh, was pretty cool. I think because of our nature as sinners, that at least a good amount of us Christians sort of unconsciously want the best of both worlds when it comes to the Christian life, meaning that, you know, we want to serve and glorify God, but also there are things that we want as sinners um, and desires that we're tempted by that conflict with bringing glory to God, which, you know, as Christians... We don't really need to, we don't, we're not required necessarily to deny those temptations because we're forgiven, but you know, we should. That's a part of being a good Christian. So, well, I mean, I guess it ties into two ideas. Firstly, the idea of like, you know, as Paul always has said iconically in, I think it is Romans, you know, shall we continue to keep on sinning even though we're, we're forgiven? No, we should. Yeah. No, we shouldn't because we want to represent God yeah. the best way. But then also, of course, the other side of that is, of course, Ollie pointed out at the very end of the sermon. That we had, there's a you know doctrine of justification, which is you know of course the idea that because we are justified fully because of God, not what we have done, mm. yeah, fully forgiven because of it. No matter what we do, as long as we ask that forgiveness and believe that Jesus died for our sins, yeah. But that doesn't, but that doesn't mean we want to be lazy about. I know, I'm not saying. Yeah, that. no, I'm I'm not, saying, I know, I know, yeah. I know. What, no, I know you're not saying that. I am clarifying in talking about what you mean is that these two. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's those two extremes, like, you know, like maybe the more. I guess maybe often more says something like other religions where it's like you have to work for your salvation. That's not true, mm. but it's also we should not do anything at all because we want to glorify God in the right way. Yeah, yeah. So don't sin. Do good for God, everybody. But of course, you're going to sin, and when that happens, ask for forgiveness. Yes. Yes. And you'll be forgiven. Yay! At least that's what we believe. Um, I, but, think, I think it's true. Yeah, and yeah, you know that stuff about 
self-control does apply generally, not just to sexuality and relationships. Uh, and yeah, lust isn't something that I struggle with a lot personally, because, yeah, I don't know, I never really think lustfully about another potential romantic partner, because, again, I don't have one. Um, I mean, just because you don't have one doesn't mean you, you couldn't not lust. I'm just saying that, like, right now, from my experience, like, as a human being and as a Christian, I haven't had, like, lustful thoughts about, like, a potential, in a potential relationship or something. True, but I feel like lust isn't always lusting about a relationship, it's just lusting about, like, sometimes just sexual desire as well. Yeah, and that too, I just, it's not something that I think I yeah. struggle with or think about a lot. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up in the context of having a romantic partner because, you know, it's not only as a, a sin against God, but I think having, like, a romantic partner deserves better than that because, you know, if you're lusting after that in your heart, it's sort of, you know, a desire to sort of, I guess, break that sacred space that we value so much as Christians and that God and they deserve better than that. Um, you are going to say something? Yeah, I was, just when you were talking about that, reminded me of, I guess we're jumping quickly now to the Q&A a bit and just uh, because after the sermon there was a Q&A which had um which had you know some people just answering some questions and I actually put up a question which was um you know what is the difference between uh, I guess like lust and and just, just like and, and just like, yeah and it's like attraction of like oh like thinking of someone that you like you know and this kind of thing ties in what you're just saying like obviously you know, you're talking about like lusting over someone who could be a romantic partner or something but it's like, well, they kind of talked about that answer. And, you know, you can listen to it yourself on the found podcast feed. It's probably the best way to directly get what they said. But they basically talked about there's nothing necessarily wrong with attraction, you know, if you're like in that relationship, because that's kind of part of the course in that, yeah. in that you have that desire. But it's about, I guess, like, you know, your thoughts aren't lingering on that or not indulging in that, yeah. of course. But, you know, you're like, not, you're not like, you know, you don't intend to act on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, not, yeah, but not. Like you recognize that, that you recognize yeah you recognize that that is something that could occur you know like marriage and stuff that's an exciting and that can be you know that's something you could be i guess ex- i guess excited for that sounds weird to say but like, but that's something like that's something that is held because it because it is something that we can glorify god later on yeah yeah but going back to the idea of self-control and sacrifice because i really do agree i really did appreciate that emphasis yeah and how you know we, you know we have to remember not to sort of like, you know, sort of serve two muscles and go, well, we want to glorify God, but also we want to do some things for ourselves. We need to... Because we're either married to God or married to sin. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, so we have to remember that we that we give up this life as Christians, you know? like, and, But we get something infinitely better, obviously, that we get, you know, we get relationship with God, we get eternity and stuff, but we need mm. to understand that we have to give up something now. Yeah. You know, what we want. And, you know, and even, and like, honestly, I think, you know, some of us might prefer you know, some of these sexual ethics to not be what they are. But we, we want to trust in God and know that because this is his sexual ethics and we trust him that he created this whole world, that these are for a good purpose and to glorify him. And I think um all this, all this stuff about the sexual ethics, I don't know, I'm not, like, I think it's sort of helped me, not helped me. Um, I think because of, like, not really thinking about stuff lustfully, I guess I've sort of subconsciously developed a mindset that kind of, uh, that mindset that ended up that ends up sort of divorcing sex and God that we talked about in community groups a few weeks ago, but yeah, I think I'm getting a bit of my head a bit ahead of myself on that point. But yeah, moving to another point, I think um, Ollie mentioned that all cultures do have a sexual ethic. It's not just a Christian thing, uh, which I found really interesting. 
firstly because it's true um <laughs> i think at least from experience there is like a, a bit of a stigma against christians because of our restrictions on sex but like no matter where you're from at least in it doesn't matter where you're from there's always ethical boundaries on sex and if you have no ethics or boundaries you'd generally be looked down upon by most rationally thinking people in society yeah like if we talk about circular sexual cultures they obviously like from a law standpoint of course there's like age requirements yep but yeah and i suppose sort of going off that of like that's what you know circular sexual um, ethics is you know i guess it made me think of the idea of like i guess objective and subjective morality like, like, like where do we you know put the line on things and of course in circular culture it's a lot more subjective the basis is well, I actually don't really know what the basis is. The in basis like is just, just general culture. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I guess ba- the law. I, I guess it's part of it, but also there's that. But even but yeah, that's part of it. But even so, it's just like society just goes, yeah, we're cool with this, but we're not cool with this, and it just sort of yeah. it it just sort of happens. Yeah, in true. Because yeah, there are some people that like have problems with certain age gaps in relationships. Some people don't. Mm. But the, but in comparison with the Bible, it's a more you know object. It's a very objective social ethic. You know, like, yeah. uh, it doesn't change, and I think. It's actually a great comfort to know that our that our Christian sexual ethic won't inherently change in the future, and it hasn't really changed in the past. Now, obviously, mm. there may be some. I don't know. Maybe there'll be some. Maybe there's, obviously, there's probably some things that we do today that they wouldn't have done back then. But that's more of a cultural thing, I'd say as well. Yeah. So, but I think it's a great, you know, comfort. And even then, maybe also think of the other idea that, like, going back to that person, that sort of friend I was talking to, you know, a few weeks ago about like basically Christian sexual ethic and stuff, and going like they were coming from a position of like of like pleasure and I suppose like almost instant gratification. But of course, you know, when we're talking about Christian sexual effort, we're coming from a much different place of self-sacrifice. And as we've kind of repeated quite a few times the show, they're like, you know, denying ourselves and picking up that cross. Yeah. I mean, not to be too judgy, but I do think the position of like pleasure and self-gratification is a bit like, you know, selfish and a bit shallow. But I mean, I mean, yeah. I not mean, to be like judgy i think i already yeah i just said i mean you kind of were a bit judgy but it is it is kind of judgy i can't really sugarcoat that but at the same time it wouldn't be like like if you don't have like this is the thing i suppose that we can't necessarily like we if there's a circular person doesn't believe in christianity and god and stuff then of course they're going to have a different sexual ethic to us like we can't expect them to abide by our rules because our it's just some simply following rules without any belief in it like, like the yeah. reason we follow the christian sexual ethic is because we believe in god hmm. and we trust in him but we can't just arbitrarily just like judge others for not following if they don't believe in it now yeah. of course we can lead a christian life and go well this is something better and they might see that in how you know i guess we may be more satisfied or something because we're not just doing instant instant gratification yeah. all the time i think i've only like uh just this is just as a side note i think i only really brought up the idea of like the point that i think pleasure and self-gratification is a bit shallow is because i've heard stories of people who have chased after that pleasure and instant gratification and have later become miserable because of it and have struggled to create like intimate relationships mm. yeah that's totally true and even um ollie bringing out that sort of that uncomfortable part in his own about uh, masturbation even that you know like he was talking about the that's the word the, the biology <laughs> the, like the biology behind it and how like you know if you, that happens like the dopamine and, and yeah the dopamine the and other brain like, chemicals yeah so there's no one there that was actually like pretty that. interesting it as is well. pretty I, and I, like, I don't have that on yeah but like that kind of explains the idea of like you know that this this gratification wanting stuff it just leaves us lonely because yeah, because it, it we're doing it for ourselves and it transfixes our mind uh to like you know being only uh, to i suppose relying on ourselves for everything Kind of, but like, you know, we become transfixed with this one thing to pleasure us and that, you know, blinds us to mm. 
Uh, it, it sort of puts that as number one, as we saw talking last week. Yeah. Like, what do we serve? What do we, what do we expect it to be? Like, give us everything. Mm. And of course, we know nothing can is going to be perfect or give us everything we want except for God, who will always satisfy us. Yeah. And obviously, you know, for many people, they don't they don't see that because that requires them to let go of something to sacrifice something. Mm. You know, and of course, it is hard to let go of things. And as Christians, our main struggle with sin is to let go of our, I suppose, our selfishness, our desire to do our own thing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so I suppose we should, um, I don't know, I guess like we've sort of been alluding to it slightly, but one, I mean, Ollie said like, the main takeaway from this week's sermon was about how God cares about who we're becoming. And I thought that was a very interesting idea. I hadn't really thought of it, I suppose. So Deacon, what, what, what did you think about this? You know, what did you think personally about that concept of God cares about who we're becoming? I think um, it is, bef- even like a little bit before this sermon, uh, I have been thinking lately about who I'm becoming. I have been actively thinking more about when I'm tempted into sin or when I've sinned. And I used to be a little more passive about it. Like, you know, that whole, oh, I'm forgiven. So, you know, one little sin can't hurt, right? But yeah, lately I felt a much stronger conviction to go against those temptations, which I think it's good. I think in a sense, I'm pretty proud of this growth, which is pride's a sin. So I guess I've failed. I mean, I know pride's a complicated one. Like, I'm, I'm it, kidding. Like, if I it's think, like, if it's pride in your only yourself, yeah. But, it's, but if you're proud of what God but has I think, helped you, to I do. think I'm proud because you know, by not uh, falling into temptations of sin, I am becoming more Christ-like. I guess. Yes. Although that feels sort of narcissistic to say. I'm trying to. Yeah, I feel like the the concept of pride and what is sin and not sinful can sometimes be a bit confusing. But anyways, we can. It hasn't led that into later. narcissism. I don't think so. Anyways, continue. Yeah. I have been a little more, I have been like proud of uh, being able to, you know, recognize this more. And I have, I have a much more prominent feeling of guilt for the sins that I do still commit, uh, which isn't a bad thing because that means that God's working through me to become better. I don't know. I guess it doesn't quite feel right when in the process of my growth, it's sort of more dominated by uh, negative feelings over like the positive ones. But growth is growth. So, yeah. Yeah. And it does make me feel that part of love. You know, part of the concept of love is discipline. You know, and yeah, and sometimes that that that, that does require that requires you know that we we are hurt sometimes. And of course, you know, I think I think there's a balance to feeling guilt. Like we should sit there and go, oh well, forgive me for my sins. But once we say that, we need to really accept for ourselves that we are actually forgiven, and we that that weight is taken off us. Yeah. Now, if that weight goes back on, then we ask it again. That weight, and it's just a whole. It's a cycle, and sometimes it can be really hard. Going to back to the table them. metaphor, Jesus just keeps pulling all the, yeah. the cloth away again and again and again. Exactly. exactly. But it's such a wonderful thing that he keeps doing that again. Like how gracious it is that he's able to do that for us. And mm. he doesn't ask, he doesn't really ask anything of us. Like I said, we are justified already. All we have to do is ask him and believe in him. Yeah. So I suppose for me, when I think about like, you know, God cares about who we're becoming, it wasn't, I think it's a very interesting concept and one that's, it's it's a super cool reminder to remind that he does, you know. And that's why, you know, he describes um, extractual effort for us because it's certainly a part of love is discipline and I mean unlike you I haven't thought about as much recently I used to think about it a lot more you know when I guess was maybe I don't know maybe a bit more insecure thinking about this sort of stuff As I'm starting to think my journey is just like yours but I'm like a while back behind <laughs> you know I've been thinking about that recently honestly like, like, like it's sort of not like good, that not the exact I, same it means I have more to do so. but like but like it's a, but like I feel like it's I don't know I was reflecting this morning about how like I feel like we're at two different stages of our faith yeah and like but, that, so. but it's actually really good because it just means that like for like an audience perspective they might you know if it was let's just you know if, if we both were at the same stage of our faith then we wouldn't be able to give as much like different perspectives on yeah. things like i think you've said it before but you know you really started to get more 
uh, invested into the faith and to and started becoming more Christ-like around... 2019? Yeah, around two or so years ago. And I think for me, while I was I have been developing over like the past two years, I think I've really felt that conviction earlier this year. Uh, as I've as I've grown stronger in my faith this year, I have like learned I've become better at bec- uh, being empathetic and understanding towards others, and I think that's probably just because God's drawn me to the church more, and I've been I've had a lot more time spent uh, in this community and around these people that are great. Uh, I love everybody here, and yeah, I think it's great that yeah now I'm just able to even come across a stranger and start up a good conversation, and that I can jive with them even without knowing them and that's happened a few times and that that just feels good because <laughs> like even even a year ago i doubt i would have i would have probably avoided like talking to someone who maybe sitting next to on the bus or something who's you know trying to start a conversation but i'm ignoring them or something i think nowadays if i was just in that sort of situation where it's like the circumstances provide a great opportunity to like have a good conversation then i'm there for it now and i think that's a great thing yeah and i definitely see you become more socially confident and then of course i guess you have a great bonus about more open to discussions that's just more opportunities to talk about god in that way as well mm. you know like you might like well you won't always but it's just that increased chance of going like oh i can actually like i guess like even sets up the next step to develop that confidence to, like have discussions about it even with strangers but yeah yeah and i think and there's nothing wrong with us being at different stages of our faith you know because we can't it's not like one can accelerate suddenly or you know it's like there's no i think it's just wonderful how we can all be at different stages and still equally support each other it's a beautiful thing but yeah so going back to how yeah god cares about us it's like i haven't been thinking about it lately but you know i i think really to me it's all about you know becoming more of a christian becoming more christ-like yeah but i don't know personally where i'm progressing exactly like like i can't i don't it's hard to see exactly who i'm becoming except just more christ-like which i guess is good but i guess in a more you know specific way i guess it's like having understanding of what love is more i suppose like what is you know even talking about like you know love part of love being disciplined like understanding that it's not just like being like self-affirming or like encouraging yourself i mean of course there's all key parts of it but i guess expanding um that but also then further appreciating the kind of love that god provides us no, i was just gonna say i agree that like um you know, I think while I see myself becoming more Christ-like, I don't really have a complete image of what that's going to look like in the future, I guess. Yeah. So I guess we'll just find out. Yeah. Well, actually, that's the thing. I was just, that just came to mind that, you know, we're not going to really know, I suppose, because like I said, you know, God has um, plans for us. And, then, you know, sometimes, you know, part of that will maybe be revealed to us. But at the end of the day, we don't know exactly where we're heading. But if we trust in God and trust that and know that he's developing us and growing us, then I think we can have confidence in that. And I was just thinking about this, as I've been saying, recently I've been reading Proverbs, it's really cool, a lot of cool wisdom, and it's actually really cool, because we've kind of been seeing that thing like, oh, it's almost like a checklist in me, it's like, well, what am I, what am I doing well at, what can I improve on, sort of thing, you know, I mean, of course, you know, we, we don't want to be legalistic about, you know, just like improving for the sake of it, but improving to serve Christ, yeah, and knowing that even if we fail, we are still saved, hmm. but like, for example, like Proverbs 14, uh, chapter 29 whoever is patient has great understanding but one who's quick-tempered displays folly like i said i said then for you know i feel like i'm i'm quite patient I've, I've developed that for quite a bit i had to be patient about you know things such as you know my girlfriend living in our country being patient you know to see her again yeah but then conversely 
Proverbs 14, verse 32 says, you know, when calamity comes, the wicked are brought down, but even in death, the righteous seek refuge in God. Like, what a wonderful thing that we can do that. Mm. But it's that thing, it's like, well, would I truly, in like the worst of times, instantly seek God first as my only refuge? You know, that's like something for me that I want to prepare myself more and have my heart more prepared to actually fully trust in Him in both the good and definitely the worst of times. Yeah. And I can see myself improving that. All right, so I guess we should just... Uh, you know, move on a bit now. So, Deacon, is there anything else you want to add about the Q&A? We've already talked about it a bit, but anything else you want to add? Not really, I guess. Uh, I didn't really ask any questions in the thing that were answered, so... Yeah, that's right. I was satisfied. Yeah. Is there anything... And I guess like, the other question is, is there anything you're still unsure about in terms of sexuality that you're still, I guess, wanting to understand? Maybe not as much sexuality, but I think in terms of relationships, I do have, like, a few curiosities, but I think that's stuff that would only be answered by entering a relationship and working through that with a partner. Can you give me like an like an maybe like an example of like what you kind of mean? Like how do you start, you know? So how do you start a relationship is your question. I guess like or rather, you know, where what happens from there? Like how does the status quo change, I guess? In your like how you interact with each other? Yeah. Yeah, so Deacon, I guess yeah, I mean that's fair Deacon about like you know those questions about a relationship that I guess are answered, but you know, and then there's not, and of course the Bible doesn't have anything directly say about dating. So, uh, you know, that's just something that you do have to talk about with that other person that I suppose you fall in love with. And also, you know, you can get guidance from like, you know, people you can trust and stuff mm. because, you know, like the way you interact, I suppose, will change and you kind of need to talk that through and maybe get some help from like, you know, parents or pastor and stuff like that. But yeah, that's definitely true. There will always be questions that you just aren't going to necessarily know the answer to until you really kind of get into the weed of things yeah so Deacon, how, how are you gonna apply this message uh, to your life this week i guess a lot of what i've already said um is stuff that i'm already applying or in the process of applying or planning to apply i don't know well i guess the planning to apply part is what i'm already applying stuff basically is what i'm saying so oopsie daisies on that front but i think it's a good reminder that our lives as christians does beckon a lot of sacrifice for the things we do and I think that's often for the better, I'd argue, especially when it comes to sexuality and relationships, mm. because ultimately we want to bring glory to God. And a lot of the temptations that we can fall into when it comes to sexual and rea- uh, sexual sexuality and relationships can go against God. So yeah, and the idea yeah. of like wanting to serve yourself and not serve you know your partner or God. Yeah, while sacrifices aren't a requirement that depends on how much you want to give to God and I'd say that we want to give as much to God as possible as Christians and yeah I think that lately I've been thinking a lot more about what I can sacrifice in order to become a better servant to God mm. so, that's really good yeah. how about you for me sort of kind of going off what you're saying but I guess like you know just wanting to stay awake about you know sexual immorality and just be but also be awake to the fact that there is great forgiveness that jesus continues to offer to us you know mm-hmm. so i want to stay continue to stay awake about those things you know like i'm already doing that but i want to stay awake to that you know yeah. like because you know, there's like one thessalonians 5 verse 8 says but since we belong to the day let us be sober putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet like you know we want to continue to i want to continue to have that key in my faith of serving god and also in my friendships, in my relationship with Lydia, you know, wanting to, I guess, continue to be, you know, serious about that. You know, I am, but wanting to continue good. to be that. Yes. Having it a is. not serious relationship doesn't really seem like a Christian thing to do. Yes. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, but I want to continue. Yeah. You, you get the point. And 
but also but also remind myself that God and what He provides to me is so much more you know fulfilling than what human relationships can provide. Yeah, you know, and I you know I've just been I guess thinking about that recently how I should be whole and fulfilled without Lydia because God is number one as we talked about last week, mm. and yeah, and having that mindset I suppose really helps us to follow God's sexual sexual look. Helps God's us to follow ethic. God's sexual ethic because go. because if we see God as number one, then of course we're going to naturally want to follow that ethic. Yeah. And on another note, um, Ollie mentions this sort of at the end about a community engagement. Uh, no, sorry, community encouragement, and just like mm. how you know it's really important that we can have other people around us to encourage us and to uh, keep us accountable. You know, you know, in just um, I suppose um, keeping to that Christian sexual ethic. Yeah. And I think that's just. Yeah, you know, it's a good reminder, you know, for all of us to really, you know, find people that we can trust to share um, our temptations or, or our fears or, you know, whatever. Do you, do we want to talk about our temptations or? I was going to say like, you know, sloth, because I think that's the sin I've been dealing with like the longest and it's been the most prominent. But the thing about sloth is that it's not really temptation. It's sort of just natural, I guess. But like, you know, like, like for example, like you go to do work, but then you're tempted to not do your school work so you just go and like i guess that's temptation. that's true yeah yeah i suppose i'm i suppose i'm tempted as i develop my relationship with lydia to i guess like put her above god sometimes you know yeah and just like you know that's why i said before about like the thing about number one number two you know but i feel like i'm still yeah i'm just wanting you know like it's not it hasn't happened i don't think but there's still that temptation sometimes to like because sometimes your brain says and go, well, she's really cool at representing Christ, but then like almost confusing it as being number one sort of thing. So I think that's... I feel like that a, would be an easy trap to fall into as well. So yeah, that's a temptation that I, you know, want to ensure that I don't fall into. Yeah. And if I, But if I do, of course, like I said, there is forgiveness and that is a wonderful thing. All right, well, that concludes uh, today's episode of The Found Podcast. Thank you so much for listening we love having you here we do we love having you listen to us and we really appreciate that you take the time uh you know to hopefully learn something more about how you can live um a better life um for christ i mean i know this series has certainly you know i think helped me um have a more uh godly perspective on how to live um, a good life for god in terms of sexuality relationships yeah i think generally just the podcast has been really good for helping me reflect on like a lot of the things we hear at like the sermons are found because I think before I didn't really take many notes or like reflect on what was said much. But anyway, we're getting into a bit of a tangent when we're trying to wrap up. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So uh, don't forget to follow and message us on um, at Sea Ridge Found Pod on Instagram. Uh, if you don't have that, then still be sure to um, follow or subscribe to our podcast feed on whatever platform you're listening to this on. We would really appreciate that so you don't miss an episode unless, of course, you want to miss an episode, but... Up to you. I mean, if Everything you, got, you do is a choice, I mean, mostly. Yeah, if you got... Save for some circumstances. Yeah. Well, if you got this far into the episode, you probably liked it enough. So, yeah, yeah please subscribe to it. Uh, yeah. Make sure to tune in next week. Same found time, same found channel. Deacon out. McKenna out. The Found Podcast is part of City Reach's family of podcasts that bring glory to God and joy to the city. It is hosted and written by myself, McKenna Paul, and Deacon Percy. Music is by Campbell James. Our producer is Pastor Ollie Van Roof, and we are very grateful for this opportunity to serve. If you'd like to keep up with the Found sermons that happen every week, then please subscribe to this podcast feed. You can also check out the City Reach Oakton podcast feed to listen to the morning sermons. 
You can visit City Reach Oakton in person by visiting our Sunday services that happen at 9am, 11am and 5pm. We'd love to see you there. And if you want to go deeper into the Bible, we have community groups every Wednesday at the church offices in the Red Building. It's a big glowy City Reach sign. You cannot miss it. We also have the youth program on Friday nights for students from year 6 to 12. Find out more about the wider City Reach family, please visit cityreach.com.au. And if you would like to send us any feedback or prayer requests, then you can email us using found at cityreach.com.au.